Right, good morning. Here we are on Fellowship Day 162. That's a Tuesday. That's not day 161. We've got another instance of what's Mark's excuse for missing an entry today. It's a belter. Um, that's Glaswegian for it's solid. It's a good one. It's genuine. It brings me to a theme for today. So in every uh, crime of absence, there's an opportunity to tell you something that, that I think is worthwhile. That's um, that's my two cents on a particular subject surrounding fellowships without being directly related to what it is that I and my team in particular are developing. Wow, that was a long way of saying. I worked from home yesterday um, in part and I spent some of that day helping out around the house because on, uh, I can't even remember, Friday night, Saturday night, no one was feeling great. Everyone in the house was, uh, ah, yes, I remember now. Friday, here we go, here's the timeline. Finishing work on Friday, I spoke to you on Friday about writing days on day 160. I got a message from my wife that showed a beautiful display of her torso, 90% covered in my infant son's sick. So there was the first signs that something wasn't quite right. He wasn't feeling well. Our two-year-old daughter wasn't feeling great. So we went home that night. Everything seemed fine. And I think this is where it gets hazy now. It was on Saturday... Yeah, Saturday before it matured from the delicate situation of my son's sick to the full-blown inferno of both my daughter and then me redecorating the house. I could probably spare you some of the details, but I'm not going to. Um, and there will be a point at the end of it. So, Saturday night, she said she had, she being my daughter, Said she had an icky tummy. Put her to bed. But I started getting shakes and shivers very similar to any man flu that I've had in the past. Such that on this occasion when I put my daughter to bed and read her a bedtime story, I fell asleep at the same time as she did. Only to be awoken by my wife about an hour later who'd kindly taken the glasses off my face and left me sleeping next to my daughter. I woke up went into our own bedroom, I fell back asleep, woke up maybe 30 minutes to an hour later with my daughter coughing, and she wasn't really coughing, what she was doing was clearing the last of the sick from her belly, out of her throat, onto her bed and covers, um, and my wife and I ran into the room to check on her, start the clean-up operation, and that's when things went from bad to worse. I had to grab the nearest kitchen bowl I could find. I think I'd maybe taken one upstairs out of some sort of subconscious fear this might happen. So as my daughter was sitting up in her bed, I was sitting at the end of her bed um, holding what would normally contain egg, flour, sugar and butter, but instead was now carrying at least three chunder volumes of whatever I had eaten that day. I was being sick at the same time as my daughter. Our son was crying elsewhere because he still wasn't well. 
and there was a dog yelping just just to put some icing on top of that chaotic cake it was madness and to fast forward a little bit that was maybe 10 p.m or so i can't quite remember it happened again at midnight um and my wife gently destroyed my soul to tell me it was only midnight it felt felt so drained from being sick that it, it it seemed like the early hours, the wee small hours of the morning. Uh, to which the end was me and my daughter being left to recover in uh, the main bedroom. We shared the bed. My wife shared the clean single bed that is my daughter's with our son. And we rolled into Sunday, mostly recovered. Um, but to clear what we assumed was a virus, that's how... I ended up staying home on Monday to fully recover and do a bit of work from there to minimise travel, minimise contact with colleagues, keep everyone safe and try not to burn out. Um, try not to assume that I had to be present in some other building to do work that I knew fine well I could do from home that day. So that's how we got to Monday and that's how we got to having um, no recording yesterday because there was plenty else going on. Anyway, anyway, to the point of all of that is there was original plans in my head for both late Saturday, late Sunday. At the time, at the only time of day, I should say, where the house is dead silent. Um, I've been really into a certain problem I've been solving recently on the coding side. Uh, I quite like sticking something rubbish on the TV in the background and and coding away. That was my plans for Saturday and Sunday. Yep, call it, call it overwork, call it doing more hours than I need to. Um, there's definitely a conversation to have about work-life balance, and we'll do that another time. But there's no point in lying to you. There's sometimes where I actually find it quite um, therapeutic to just sit and work on a problem. You know, I've always been that sort of person. There's no point in lying to you saying that. I didn't want to do any of that over the weekend. I was actually quite excited about doing some of it. But anyway, with the carnage that I've just described in the past three or four minutes, none of that happened. When um, I absolutely decided that, and here's the theme of today, that there was a need to invest in rest. Not be forced into rest, not spit the dummy and rest just because someone else told me to. Invest in the rest. Enjoy the rest. Put the time into rest and not do any work or anything else like that that, that was planned. There are times like that I described and plenty of others, you know, uh, I described what happened partly for comic value, partly because it's, it's present and correct at the time of this recording. The rest needs to be viewed through the frame of an investment because only then when you see the value as such, when you see rest as valuable as something like some other investment, will you then be able to recharge, recoup and grow to the point that you will be able to bring your fullest self to work when you're ready to do it again. When you're ready to tackle those tasks, be present with them, with and mindful of yourself, present with your team, and ready to bring your all. You cannot do that if rest is cut short, forced upon you, 
and you end up just stressing or stress laxing where yeah, you're pretending to sit and do nothing and recover, but all you're doing is stressing out about the stuff that you think you should be doing. Invest and rest, be there and be focused on the rest, um, the downtime spent, because ultimately, longer term, that's going to be the thing that helps you to keep going. The parallel version of yourself who forces yourself forward out of some sort of false bravado thinking that you can um, beat your immune system um, or you know beat some other part of yourself that you think is weak for wanting to rest that's that's nonsense but that parallel version of yourself will not be able to go the distance like the version of yourself who has invested in rest so consider that for today at the end of this longer than usual recording if you remember nothing about the horror show that was last weekend from my story, remember the following. Consider where you could best invest in rest. That rhymed and I didn't mean it to, but there we go. How can you invest in rest? Have a good day and I hope to see you tomorrow. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head over to the website where not only will you find the written blog versions of these podcasts, you'll find my leadership blog series, the daily thought series, and information about my book on managing the imposter phenomenon. We also have even more free resources and webinars linked to the YouTube channel. So head on over to dr-mark-read.com. That's dr-mark with a c-reid.com. Thanks again for listening.